the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. This is the podcast, so I want to say each and every Sunday night, 8 to 9, but that's the show that airs terrestrial radio on AM560, The Answer. This is our new idea for a podcast that airs Tuesday and Wednesdays from 9.05 a.m. to about 10, or in the case of my dog having some seizure, we may get called earlier. So this week, I had to take yesterday off. Um, There were some scheduling issues, and there will be scheduling issues from time to time due to the fact we're in studio and we haven't perfected the idea that this will be in the Elmhurst Cigar House, which it will be soon. Stay tuned for an announcement. But uh, one of the things that we have to cover, and I, we'll do the national stuff, we'll do the Trump stuff, we'll do all the other stuff you're going to hear on the shows from coast to coast. But here in Illinois, we have a particular issue, and that is that we are not only the spear tip, the Petri dish for social engineering Democrat mafia experiments, because we are, but we are also the spear tip of Illinois Republican failure. And Illinois Republican failure has spread throughout the nation, but this is where the rest of the nation will be in the next four years. So um, the other day, the morning show host, Dan Proft, had an opportunity to debate for the second time a leader who was the, uh, an Illinois Republican leader, now lobbyist, go figure, seems to be the natural transition for the uh, inside the beltway is what they call it on national. We call it inside trading mafia family members is that they, they get bumped up. So you go from uh, being a, a prostitute of political power to being the pimp called the politician to the lobbyist. And his name is Pat Brady. So he had an opportunity to have a luncheon for Pat Brady, which I have to tell you, I was at the first one, which was... Soon after, in Illinois, what we had happen here is we had a conservative woman by the name of Jeannie Ives, primary, a fraud, a con man, by the name of uh, Bruce Rounier, who happened to be worth hundreds and hundreds of millions. And what happens in these kind of socialist enclaves like Illinois is that the more money you have, the more power you buy. Because like every socialist country, like every socialist neighborhood, like every socialist mobbed up little community, the more money you have the more you can pay to get your way. And that's what Bruce 
Raunier did. He actually bought himself the governor's race without being a Republican, without standing for anything. And it worked very well. So he was primaried by um, the people who were so frustrated in Illinois of not just the failure, but the bald face, open and notorious corruption of both the Illinois Republicans and Democrats that they had this. We had this lady um, who is a wonderful principled person and a true conservative, an ideal ideological, sound, fundamental Tea Party member. Her name was Jeannie Ives, and she took on Bruce Rauner. And she came within a stone's throw because it's, it's very hard to mount up against the infrastructure of corruption of the pay-to-play benefactors and beneficiaries that these guys can get on a whim. And uh, it was difficult. But moreover, you were able to see the philosophy of the Illinois Republicans, which is pretty much what I'm seeing in, in Trump. And that's where it's all going to tie in. And that philosophy of the Illinois Republican is really quite simple. It's lie to certain, to different areas of the community. Tell people in the urban areas one thing. Tell people in the suburban areas another. And tell people in the rurals, rural areas yet another uh, pretend fundamental Republicans stand for. Because the reality is they have no real fundamentals. And nobody embodies that more than a guy like Pat Brady, who has transitioned from politician to leader of the Republican Party to now lobbyist. And in this room, which was littered with these, I call them pansy gangsters. Because when I was a kid, I grew up in a really a, a great neighborhood. I wouldn't have changed a thing. It was wonderful. And we had some, some guys who uh, were tough guys. And they made their money through gambling and through bookmaking and through loan sharking. But the difference was... They didn't pretend they were not gangsters, and they were gangsters, and occasionally arguments and fights would break out, and, you know, the toughest guy won. In Illinois politics, it's exactly the opposite. These are guys who implement those same gangster tactics, the same principles of pay-to-play, of bribery, of extortion, of loan sharking, only they do it through the legitimate area of failed policies in a corrupt state like Illinois, and it pays better. In some cases, it has pensions, and they dress better, and they pretend they're from Ivy League schools, and they have crests on their chest. But make no mistake about it, it is the same gangster philosophy as implemented in these mobbed-up towns, Taylor Street, Berwyn, Cicero, Melrose Park, Elmwood Park, these, these, these kinds of mentality. The only difference is our neighborhoods have more of an honest approach to it. The guys I know that grew up, they don't pretend to be elitists, to be aristocrats. They tell you what they are. They wear it as a badge, and they understand what the game is. But the Illinois Republican pretends he isn't. And in the meantime, profits as if he is. And that's why they want to keep this, this ideological um, quicksand, where they really stand for nothing. They have not a principle, not a fundamental, not an ideal in their mind that they're pliable on their beliefs. doesn't matter. They don't stand for true conservatism fiscally. Sure, we'll borrow, but we borrow from our guys. Sure, we'll rig the system for this nonsense pensions, but our guys will make the commissions, and our guys will get the jobs, and our guys will get the contracts. See, that's an Illinois Republican. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I went to this because, number one, I, you know, I love to see Prof intellectually bitch slap Pat Brady any chance I can. Um, but moreover, you, you almost hope that there will be some recognition among those people not in on the scam, because there are the majority of us are not in on the scam. The majority of us don't get these pay-to-play contracts. We don't get these pensions. The majority of us are victimized by these by this corruption. So I hope that sooner or later people will stop being quiet about it. See, I realize this because I wasn't in on the scam. I never was in on the scam. I didn't want to be in on the scam. I didn't want to sit around 
for 30 years and hope to kick out in a pension. It wasn't for me at the time. Now, in hindsight, I should have shut my mouth and become one of these guys. I would have been much better off in my retirement years. 312-642-5600. But what I was able to see in this luncheon is that the Illinois Republican Party has no vision and no want to change. That they have become happy being the sidecar to Illinois corruption. Because it pays. Let's be honest about it. The Durkins, the Bradys, the uh, Peter Silvestris, these frauds who pretend to be conservatives, who pretend to stand for the principles of freedom and liberty and Americana. They profit immensely from bastardizing those principles and those fundamentals, and they have no desire to change. And um, as I sat there and I watched this debate, which was really not a debate, it was pretty much a retrenching of exactly what the differences are between the people of principles and those in power without. Because those in power without have no real agenda to, um, to relinquish or to change. Because what their idea is, is, is to get along with the socialism, to get along with the corruption, to watch it and figure out how to cut their piece a little bigger from their pie. So I found it to be um, disheartening and enlightening. Because what I mean by enlightening is you have to, as an Illinoisan, and if you're not in on the scam, You've got to do one of two things. You've got to figure out how to get away from it or figure out how to have it not hurt your children because that's now our job, right? So when your kids come to you and they say, Daddy, Daddy, I want to uh, go to college and I think I want to be a lawyer. Okay, honey. Well, here are the mobbed-up lawyers that work in conjunction with Illinois politics that all seem to profit. So if you're going to do it, go to work for one of these mobbed-up lawyers, right? I mean, isn't that... That was the overall Illinois message from Pat Brady. From Pat Brady, it wasn't about having the solutions that, that Prof and other principled Republicans present. It isn't about the actual standards of what property taxes are. It's about getting in on the law firm that gets the profit from everybody's overtaxation. It's about, well, listen, why don't you go get a job with the with the public works, with the fire department. Why don't you go get a job that has one of these ridiculous pensions? Because we're not about fixing those pensions. Because you could almost hear a sigh of disgust when Dan Prof would mention, why don't we cap the, the, the property taxes? Why don't we address the fact that these pensions are not really pensions at all, that they're simply schemes supported by unions, public sector unions, paying off the politicians to pretend that they're some sort of a retirement pension, when the fact is they're a Ponzi scheme, that we can tax the rest of the people who aren't in on it to pay for the ones who are. And by the way, let's ignore the fact that Illinois is a wasteland of entrepreneurship, that Illinois is really, if it's now being run by more people on the scam than those not in on it, and that they... We just need to figure out how to con the rest of the people. Because when asked a very pointed question, the philosophy by Pat Brady was astonishing to me as I sat there at this table. And what it was is, we're going to tell people, this is what he said. And I'm paraphrasing, because I don't have a, 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 a memory where I, I, I could 
focus on every word he said because midway through I wanted I was so disgusted I wanted to throw the mashed potatoes at him. But what he basically said is we're going to tell people in the city did one thing, we're going to tell those in the suburbs a different thing. And that to me is an exposing of the con that has been and will continue to be the Republican platform. It's a lie when you tell people in the city, listen, um, on this particular issue, we do side with the teacher union. We do believe that we should tax more people to pay for these teachers union because rather than argue with the failure, argue with the misappropriation and abuse, we just got to figure out how to pay for it. And then in the suburbs, we're going to tell those people, yes, we're going to work on fair property taxation, knowing full well they don't have to do either. Because you know what the real goal was, as stated by Pat Brady? We need to get more contributors. You need to do what? You need to get more contributors. So it's not enough if you're a principled person and you side with the Illinois Republicans because of an idea you have in your head where you think they wear the white hat, that you're burdened by the taxes of the Democrats. You now have the Republicans that want to take more of your money in a pretend fight, because that's what an Illinois Republican is. It's a fake opponent. It's a, it's a faux uh, difference to the Democrat money laundering scheme. What they want to create is just their own little sidecar. They're a smaller version of the same corrupt machine. And it's, it truly is a death nail. It truly was hopelessness, because in this room, we're not just Pat Brady's four kids who he cannot wait to throw in front of his position as a shield. Here are my four kids. And we all know the tragedy. It's a shame. God, you know, it's terrible. And my heart breaks for the guy who lost the spouse. But why must you mention that at every debate? Here are my four kids. They all go away to college. Because he needs that shield in front of the idea of you attacking his principles and fundamentals, which he has none. And in this room full of these soft, fat, 50, 60, 70-year-old profiteers of Illinois failure. There was almost a gasp at when, when Prof would present true solutions in true fair taxation and an idea that we fight the corruption, that we fight the failure. They're not interested, and it's evident. The problem is that's what's spreading, and that's what's spreading to our nation. And this is where I tie it in to the Trump Republican, okay, because... For decades, for decades, to me, it was always about the fundamentals of capitalism, of liberty, the idea that you, you didn't have to be in on this scam to make something out of yourself. You didn't have to be in on this scam to have a benefit of the capitalist system. But what happens when you compromise with socialism is that it's a cancer that metastasizes and overtakes the host. It's a cancer, and the problem is the Republican vision is no longer to eradicate that cancer. In fact, it's to, it's to take advantage of the cancer. But prior to Trump being elected, there were standouts for freedom. There were standouts for capitalism. There were people who wrote books, who taught classes, who went on news shows and spoke for liberty and freedom and capitalism. One of them was a guy who I used to call him Dirty Glasses, Stephen Moore. Because I loved him. He was kind of the quintessential Lambda, Lambda, Lambda nerd, right? But he was right at the time. He was smart. And he was talking about something that he wanted to pay homage to more than take advantage of. And that was capitalism and freedom. And he wrote books throughout the years, really since the late 80s. 
And he, uh, when I was at the Mercantile Exchange, he came down a couple of times. I had the benefit of seeing him walk by, and you think, oh, look at this guy. It's great to see somebody who will take the mantle of a uh, Hayek or a Friedman or a von Mises or an Austrian economist who knew it wasn't about government having the answers. In fact, it was about the people controlling and demanding representation that had the answers. It wasn't about a mitigation of the economy. It was about the, the, the freedom and liberty steeped in property rights that the country was built on. This is what Stephen Moore used to stand for. And he was everything from a raw capitalist of, listen, let the consumer be the regulator. Yes, we should have certain safety standards, common sense stuff. No, absolutely. We should have some oversight to make sure that um, people aren't being deceived. We should have some safety net of a, uh, of a punitive um, repercussion of a company cheating people. Absolutely. Every, no one disagrees with that. But for the most part, he wanted a laissez-faire government, and he wanted a free market capitalist system. But what's happened is, and it's an unfortunate thing, and it ties into the Illinois, you can corrupt good people by giving them a job, by telling them, listen, the people are just too stupid to take care of themselves. Because this is what this is in Illinois, and this is what's become nationally, and this is the Republican platform. It's that, look, these people are too stupid for their own freedom. They're too stupid to understand what capitalism is. So we need to take the reins. We need to corral the people. We need to control the people. And you hope that there is character among capitalists, that there is a uniting of, of freedom and liberty that in a belief structure of principal Americanism. That's what we all hope for. That's what we're told when we're kids. And you're optimistic until you see the true corruption happen. And that happens each time Stephen Moore opens his mouth to bolster Trumponomics, which he wrote a book about, which he doesn't equate anymore to what Trumponomics is. And what Trumponomics is is a well-managed ver version of Keynesianism. It's the, it's the adopting of the Paul Krugman philosophy of the people are too stupid. They can't handle their freedom. They can't handle capitalism. They don't even know what the hell a property right is. It's that they must be controlled. It's that this little body of bureaucrats and the ones who corrupt them and lobbyists, that okay, they're going to profit, and okay, they're going to rig the system and price fix the system. But listen... The people need that because they're just too stupid. And what does he say? This is a guy who came out, and I'll never forget this, when Barack Obama implemented the rubber tariffs. Even when George Bush, a Republican, implemented the steel tariffs to benefit a Wilbur Ross, who now is the consultant to, to Donald Trump. Stephen Moore was at the forefront of, of, of calling it what it was, which was a rigged economy, which was price fixing, which was protecting special interests which is about making the many pay for the select connected few. See, that's what tariffs are. That's what Keynesianism is. That's what socialism is. It all has the same foundation of corruptibility and fraud. It's disgusting when the Pat Brady's of Illinois see it. But so what? He's here today, gone tomorrow, the little wimp that he is. He's nothing to nothing, a footnote to nothing. He can only ruin Illinois. But when Stephen Moore does it and supports the kind of fraud we know is killing Illinois, but accepts it for the nation. Now where's your hope? And you could tell by his verbiage. I want you to, so this was this morning. Stephen Moore was doing an interview with Dan and Amy. And the kid in there dressed in his, his sister's pants, I was able to beg him to cut the clip. And he did. Justin, great kid. And um, this was a clip that I found particularly upsetting. And if you care to chime in, it's 312-642-5600. I have to get that number out more. Because, and, and here's the other thing. If we... You have a question, you don't want to call in, because sometimes people don't want to call in, which I don't understand. 
You can do it through the uh, website at AM560. I believe it's on their Facebook. Uh, present the website, and we have another guy here, Jim, who is a great guy. I don't know if I'm supposed to say his last name, but I just do nicknames. I call him Jim the Head because his head's the size of a three-flat. His head is so big, Jay Leno would look at it and say, wow, that's a big head. Jim the Head will run in the question, so feel free to either email the question or call in 312-642-5600. But back to Stephen Moore, and this is how you know the trajectory of our nation, the things we as conservatives, as Tea Party members, railed against for eight years under Obama and seem to have lost 70 80% of our supporters now. We pretend the debt is okay. We pretend the spending is okay and the borrowing. But that's just things we can correct with proper fundamentals. But when you have the principles of population manipulation and government tyranny, you can't. And here's the tell from Stephen Moore. Look, I think this kind of panic talk that we are hearing lately is so absurd. I mean, the economy, the fundamentals of the U.S. economy are so strong now. You look at construction, you look at manufacturing, you look at industrial production. You look at consumer confidence. I, I mean, it's hard to point to a single factor that isn't positive about the economy. Why anybody would ever listen to a Goldman Sachs economist? I mean, they, they've called eight of the last two recessions, right? Yeah, there and you go. so they're, they're always bearish. But, but no, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident the futures are up this morning. Um, look, the high tech stocks probably ran a bit ahead of themselves. I mean, Apple and Amazon had market caps of a trillion dollars, which is, you know, greater than the GDP of most countries. So, uh, you know, there was, and by the way, I think these, I have to say just as an aside, I think some of these companies like Google and some of these comp- companies like Facebook that have really taken it on the chin, I think they're being hurt by their political left-wing leanings. I know, I don't use the, I don't use Facebook anymore. I don't, I try to avoid using Google. I, you know, they, they are so left-wing and they have an ideology that is so contrary to, to my own values. Um, I think that their left-wing corporate culture has come back and bit them right in the ass. So what he's basically saying is a couple of, well, there's a lot of things in there. But I like how he ended it, and I wanted you to hear that, because that's that's promoting a tribalization. So in other words, the reason these companies aren't doing well is that they don't believe the way we believe. When the reality is, six months ago, Stephen Moore was talking about the beauty of the FANG stocks. See, that's what they're called, FANG stocks. And FANG stocks were traded on their idea in the future of production, and that's why they were at the point they were. Now, you could argue with those principles. But my problem is I'm arguing with the fundamentals of Stephen Moore because he said a lot of things about the economy that simply are propaganda and not true. In other words, the sectors of our economy that are growing are not sectors that are not, that are not being subsidized by government. And when you have that, that is that hamster wheel of self-funding we pretend is success. That is when you speak of confidence versus reality and when you cook the books. Like Enron, the housing numbers are terrible, have been terrible for years. The small entrepreneur numbers have been obliterated. And you know that if you drive down the street. Small businesses aren't thriving. You and your personal economy, are you thriving? 312-642-5600. I got a call on the line. Let's go to my friend Tom in Deer Park. Tom, how are you? Thanks for calling the podcast. I'm well, thanks. Good morning. Um, you were talking about uh, The Economist and the books that he had written and now uh, has entirely changed his tune. And nothing personal against him. No, I like him. I do a, like him. You know, but he's, he's flipped on me, brother. It's part of a larger pattern of what we've seen over the last two two and a half, three years of very, very many in the conservative movement, both politically and economically, 
have corrupted themselves to Trump and Trumpism. And it's my opinion, again, I don't have the academic background of him or the chops of some of the other commentators, but I've seen an entire transformation in the last two, three years, and I'm very, very cynical about it. And I have a short memory, but I'll always remember who said what and when, and then when they changed their entire tune to corrupt themselves to cash in on Trumpism. And the thing is, here's the other thing. He was an Austrian economist. He used to bolster the facts and the benefits of pure capitalism. Take advantage of the quality of your nation, the ebb and flow of currency, the manipulation of deliverable value. He speaks 100% against it now. And this is the fundamental principles of all things socialism, of all things Keynesianism. This is what their belief is. And, and he says something very telling. By the way, Tom, thank you so much. And, I, you know, I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you calling very much. And it's gonna, I'm going to tie this into the Saudis in a minute, but I've I got to get through uh, Stephen Moore's uh, 180 flip. But thank you so much for calling. I do appreciate it. If you care to chime in, 312-642-5600. When you say things like, sure, other countries are suffering, and sure, we're suffering, but we're suffering less. They're suffering more. That's not about Americanism. That's about a false sense of nationalism, a false sense of protectionism. And that is now being used against people who have been patriotic their whole life. And the problem is the majority of people cannot separate those two issues. In other words, it doesn't matter if um, some little company is doing very, very well because it is price fixed at the cost of the entire neighborhood. That is called a special interest. And that is not American patriotism. In fact, that's the misuse of government for that select, connected few. And that is no more representative than the manipulation of taxes and as a weapon, as a penalty in tariffs. That is a crucially important thing. See, Americans, our founding fathers, were about freedom. That used to be patriotic. There was about states' rights. Why do you think federalism? All of this thing is about separation with the continuity of ebb and flow of economy. See, trade isn't just about countries. It's about state to state, too. But for some reason, we're losing the fundamentals. I never thought we would. I never thought we would. And I never thought we would because guys like Stephen Moore used to have a platform to articulate the principles I'm speaking of, the principles of freedom of capitalism and liberty. And now what he's doing is he is chanting protectionism and Keynesianism. And I'll show you what I mean. Oh, no, 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 wrong one. Sorry, guys. This is, a, this is a trade war we have to win, that Trump cannot stand down, that we are in a cold war with China, and they're, they're a bad actor on the international scene. And number two, if and when Trump gets this trade deal done, Dan, you're going to eat your words, my friend, because the stock market's <laughs> going to soar like a rocket. We're going to go through Dow 30,000 okay, well, when the deal oh, okay. gets done. Now, here's the other thing. <clears throat> You're being told the stock market equals freedom. The stock market doesn't equal freedom. In fact, in most cases, the stock market represents manipulated uh, pay-to-play companies that are profiting from this kind of abuse of authority. That's what the stock market is. See, years ago, the stock market wasn't the barometer for the country. It was about the actual numbers that, that mattered, the, uh, the permits being 
applied for, for housing, the new businesses being started, the overall economy growing outside of a, of a manipulated government economy. Here in Illinois, one-third of all jobs are government jobs. That's going to be the trajectory of the nation when you accept this kind of fraud. All right, let's go to John. John in Bridgeport, thanks for calling the show, buddy. Yeah, I got three strikes against me. I'm from Bridgeport. I grew up in Cicero, and I'm a teamster. So, oh, my word. Listen, you must be sitting up with your feet on a hassock. Well, how many pensions you got rolling in? <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you. I, I think it's sad, but I think people really don't want to be free. Isn't they, it they true? They really don't want. You know, if you just look at history, I mean, even even through Rome, uh, you know, the citizens, they were given bread. That's all they wanted ever was bread. And I look at my neighborhood, a lot of guys, you know, city guys, they're all pro-Trump guys. But if you listen to them, they'll still go to the Democratic functions. They'll still write their checks. I mean, it just makes they cry about their taxes, but yet they still do the same thing. See, I, I just don't think people want freedom and liberty. Well, John, you want to know something, and that's, how, that's what they've done brilliantly, and that's what I'm kind of railing against, maybe inarticulately, is that you've managed to corrupt the people. And once, yeah. this is like the neighborhoods, listen, I love my neighborhood. I grew up in Monroe's Park. I love it. I love the guys that are in on this scam. I love them. I love the guys that are in charge. Most of them I grew up with. But I can still say to them with clear eyes, you know it's a scam, right, brother? You know this shit's a scam. You're running a scam on the people. And they, you know, they half-heartedly agree to it. What is it? You know, I'm, and I got to tell you this, and I, I don't think any of my, my family really listens to the show. My in-laws, my father-in-law was the president of Teamsters. My wife grew up under the rule of all Democrat Teamsters. She is a Democrat her whole life, right? Guess what? You know who the people who come to my house and love Trump? All of them. What Trump has managed to do is, okay, you managed to grab their opinion, but you did it by, con- by converting your fundamentals rather than bolstering them, rather than articulating, rather than saying to the union guys, you realize that money laundering scam you guys are running? where you extort the guy who owns the company and you extort the government or you pay them off, that's criminal, right? That's not actually how an economy is supposed to be run. That you're controlling labor and you're controlling the flow of money and you're guaranteeing profit as long as those people pay you off. That's actually not capitalism. And instead of us winning people like that, we're saying, no, 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 okay, we give in to that nonsense price-fixing scam we're just going to make you in on it. And everyone's saying, okay, cut me in. So that's your point. They don't want to be free. They just want a piece of the action. It, it, it's not even that. If you just look at history, propaganda, I mean, Caesar was one of the best self-propagandists. Napoleon was. How about Obama? For losing battle. That's what I'm saying. I think people, they're just so, uh, in, you're right. They have done an excellent job, man. They really have for the last hundred years. Are really just really, really making people dumb. And, and you know what breaks? Being. It's breaking my heart, John, because it's breaking my heart because we used to have we used to have the dignity of standing for something, and these guys that are now flipped like Stephen Moore. These were our our platoon leaders. These were our warriors, our generals, and now we're done. So now what you've got is a few freelance guys who say, "Wait a minute." I still stand for something. And you know what, brother? I'm going to get run over. And my cousin who's in on their pension scheme, I'm going to be borrowing money from him. Because here's the deal. They figured out a system to penalize us not in on it in the name of the virtuous who are really the corrupt. 
And nothing comes better to mind than the Chicago Teachers Union. Look at these slots. And look at every two years they use those to beat your head in and make you pay more money. Sean, I was a hardcore. I was hardcore teamster in my 20s. Hardcore. You know, I mean, I only had an awakening a few years ago, you know, where a light bulb uh, went on and said, you know, both the sides are the same. But up until then, I, I was pretty much hardcore. You know, you, know, and you got to do, do me a favor. Will you please? Yes. Will you get your real estate license in either Utah or I can't do hot weather. I need Come nice on, baby. Weather. I'll show you. So, I, got a, come on. I got a guy I work with in Destin. You get a little change of season. You'll like Destin. They call it the Emerald Coast. The water's green. Listen, John, thank you so much for calling. Thank I really you, do John. appreciate it. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. So there used to be a certain principle, and, and, and you stood for something. And there, in what John said is the hope. I used to be a hardcore and I did buy into the talking because it's, listen, it's, it's alluring. It's sexy. It's polarizing. It makes you feel like you're part of the few, the team, and that you guys have the answers. The only guys that have the answers normally are the guys who are calling for a system that really doesn't benefit them. You realize our, that's our position as a conservative, as a true, as a, as a true conservative, as a true patriot. You're actually calling for positions that don't really benefit you. In fact, Nine out of ten of them benefit other people way more than you. You're demanding for equality, true equality, not this manipulated Obama nonsense Democrat scumbag using useful idiots, but the true equality in the equality of opportunity. That's what freedom, that's what liberty, that's what Americanism is. And, and, and here's the other thing. I'm not against policemen getting pensions. You know, I, got, I have a dear friend of mine retired yesterday on Facebook. I haven't talked to him in many years, but he's a dear friend. I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm happy. He did 30 years in Arlington Heights uh, Police Department. I've got friends that are retiring from my old neighborhood. They Listen, they fought off the scum of the earth. I get it. They dealt with the. They should get something. And I'm fine with that. But call it what it is. It's an employment agreement. And if you choose this occupation, we'll take care of you. Fine. You're right. Let's take care of the police. Done. You want to do firemen in bad neighborhoods? Okay, fine. But how about not all the firemen? Not these guys in Oak Brook. When's the last time there was an Oak Brook fire? And moreover, when's the last time a guy ran in and put the fire out? They wait for it to burn down. They squirt water on it. There used to be a demolition crew when I was a kid. Anyway, let's, let's have some sort of a standard where you have a, you call it what it is. These are employment contracts. And if you go into this field, great, you should be taken care of. There's not a Chicago cop in the world, aside from the corrupt ones, that I think shouldn't have pensions. They should. But they're not pensions. They're employment agreements. And let's get back to what it is, because the, when you adopt the verbiage, you give it a sense, a veil of virtue. See, that's the beauty in the scam, is that they pit us against each other and they say, no, 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 these people have virtue, and it's implied because I use this word. That's not what it is. A pension is what most of us have, uh, where we are invested in certain particular companies and certain particular stocks. But the thing about a pension is we can only be paid on what that investment produces. And when the money's out, it's out. Sorry. When you have an agreement that doesn't have anything to do with the return on investment, but simply is an agreement and a guaranteed increase, and by the way, we're going to use that to beat up your neighbor, that's tyranny. That's a government benefit. That's a special interest used against the majority. So let's get back to the, what the words mean and what the words are. Because here's the other thing. When you shift and you, you agree with, with Stephen Moore, China, China, China. Bad, rotten to their people. They're terrible. How in the hell do you accept Saudi Arabia? Are you crazy? 
all of the Trump Krishnas out there who are saying, I hate China and free trade and it's bad and it puts... What are you doing with Saudi Arabia? Because Trump said it now? So because Trump said it, now you're all in. Saudi Arabia makes China look like Freedom Town. Saudi Arabia is where nobody who isn't part of that inbred, moronic royal family, royal, royal my ass, they're not royal, they're nothing. They're inbred tyrants, beheading people, imprisoning people, corrupting the truest economy in the world. It's blood in oil. And all we're doing is strengthening them, and you're doing it because they're buying weapons? Hold on, dummy. Pan back. They're not buying anything. You're buying it. Because you, the American, guarantees their profit. Their profit, the reason they drive around in those Rolls Royces and their tablecloths on their head, that comes from a guaranteed criminal agreement between the American government and the Saudi payoff royal family. That is the true embodiment of, of government corruption, is America's relationship with Saudi scum. Sorry, but it is. And I don't mean the people, because the people are their victims. The people, they're the ones that get beheaded. They're the ones whose daughter want to learn how to read. They come in and they confiscate her and behead the father. This is the kind of reality that these scum Saudis have. And you're going to turn a blind eye because they buy weapons? Because here's the other thing. The majority of the people who support this kind of thing don't understand they don't buy the weapons. You do. Saudi Arabia was created by us, by our government, by the Sherman Antitrust Act for all the morons out there who think there's such a thing as antitrust. All they did is corrupt politicians wanted to get in on the oil business. They created a weapon pretending to represent the people. We're going to bust up Standard Oil. What do you think, Standard Oil's stupid? Number one, Standard Oil was already losing market cap, was already losing market share, but forget about that for now. Let's just focus on what they tell you the lie is. And they broke up Standard Oil. Well, Standard Oil did what any smart son of a gun would do, and they went and created 55 other companies and invested in their own competition and then went over to Saudi Arabia, and that's why the oil that's being pumped out is still from old man Rockefeller's oil wells. Did you know that? Am I the only guy that read the book Titan? If you're out there, get the book Titan, and it'll tell you everything. It'll tell you how they used government as a, as a catapult to really build a cartel. And how did they do it? By corrupting the most evil and feared people on the planet, the Saudis. Because they knew those gangsters had run it for a hundred years, they thought. They're wrong. They're going to run it for a thousand years. And we're going to help them do it. Because when you got an American president who we pretend is America first nationalist, and here's the thing. I know this sounds like, oh, he's bashing Trump. He's bashing Trump. I'm bashing specific policies. When Trump makes a cost to go stand outside like a little girl with a dunce cap on, I love him. When Trump takes away regulations, I love him. When Trump takes away social engineering policies, I love him. I love him. But when he does this stuff, no, no, no. You're like my friends that I know aren't. You look them in the eye and you say, you're in on the scam. You're full of shit. That's what this is. That's what this is. You want to hear full of shit 101? We put out a statement on Saudi Arabia, which I guess most of you have seen, and we'll see how that all works out. It's a very complex situation. It's a shame, but it's, it is what it is. It's all about, for me, very simple. It's America first. Uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, if we broke with them, I think your oil prices would go through the roof. I've kept them down. They've helped me keep them down. 
Right that's, now we have low oil prices or relatively, I'd like to see it go down even lower, lower. But I think that it's a very simple equation for me. I'm about make America great again. Yeah. And I'm about America first. We are with Saudi Arabia. We're staying with Saudi Arabia. And by the way, just so everybody, I have no business whatsoever with Saudi Arabia. Couldn't care less. Well, which one is it? I mean, that's the, oh God, that's the quintessential talking out of the side of your mouth. Here's the other thing. Um, Oil isn't down because Saudi Arabia turned on the pumps. That's a crock of shit. Oil's down because 10 years ago we discovered we have oceans and oceans and oceans of it. Oil's down, and this is where Trump should take credit. Oil's down because he made it easier for companies to pull it out. That's what you should be talking about. And here's the other thing. When he was elected, it was all about the XL Keystone Pipeline. Everybody remember that? Well, why is everybody mums the word? Because you know what? It's not built. It's not built. It's not going to be built. It's blocked. It's nonsense. It's an inside game. So it can be used for election next time. You're being played. And if you really want to cripple these tyrants, these Middle Eastern 7th century throwback dictators, you would do it by crushing them with our oil. Our oil. We've got the lightest, the best sweet crude on the planet. And we don't only have it in, in the ground underneath the Dakotas. It's all over the country. You know, Illinois was an oil-producing state at one time, but the eco-Nazis like Sean Kasten made sure we'll never do that again. We have the answer to all of the problems under our feet. We do. And we protect, we price protect these morons, these morphodites, these murderers. And that's what these Saudis are. And I could care less. I'm not taking up the CNN. Oh, he was a reporter. He's more important. He's not more important than the wife who got beheaded yesterday in this third world hellhole, hellhole, Saudi Arabia. Which if you're in the royal family, you drive around a Rolls Royce and pretend you did something in your life. So this is my point. Republicans, you set aside because you used to stand for something. When you flip-flop on your fundamentals, when you have Stephen Moore come out and talk about how trade wars are virtuous, and I know that that lady's hurting who all her prices went up in her real fundamentals, the real inflation. I know that when she goes to the store and now she can't buy as many clothes or as many food products, it's okay because some lady in China is hurting worse than you. That's a, that's a scam. That's a lie. Be smart enough to recognize it. Be smart enough to reject it. Because it's the fundamentals. I mean, you either hear, listen, at the end of the day, and we'll argue about health care and what it really is. At the end of the day, we all die. Nobody gets out alive. Nobody. All you have in that bed, it isn't numbers in your checking account. It isn't even people around you. It's who you were and your fundamentals as a human being. That's all you have. When you compromise those, you don't have them anymore. You don't have them. Because this idea of compromise, there is no such thing. Compromise is something you do with somebody you love. It's not what you do with your principles and your fundamentals. Because when someone's wrong, they have nothing to give up. Compromise is when both parties give. The other one is just winning and losing. And when you give up your principles and your fundamentals, you lose. And then before you know it, this is the kind of person you become. This is the kind of thing that happens. You start spewing against things you hated. You You start bolstering them, not spewing against them. You start bolstering them. You start talking about it as if it's patriotic now. It's patriotic because we're going to sell these murdering scumbags weapons. Well, how are you going to sell it to them? Well, we're going to sell it to them because they have money because for 40 years we made them money because we were their extortionists. We were their Luca Brazzis. We guaranteed everything and we fought their wars. And by the way, that's what this weapon's for. 
another war in Yemen. Anybody want to talk about that? Anybody want to talk about what it's really about? Why the hell do they need weapons? Oh, yeah. They're fighting wars against innocent people in Yemen. And I'm sorry, yeah, innocent. It's about, this is about logistics for their oil. Oh, what the hell's wrong with people? Have you lost your soul? I mean, it's, it's the same thing as when I go to these Republican things in, in, in the Chicago Watch. Dan, you, you lost your soul, Illinois Republican. You stand for nothing. You voted for a seven-foot fraud who not only made his money through the corrupt policies, and that's how he made his money. He was corrupt. To the core, which is why Rahm Emanuel worked for him. But moreover, the most important thing you have in your life is the ability to stick up for children. And you let this scumbag who made everybody pay for abortion, this is the guy that was your answer against jelly belly scumbag trust fund baby Pritzker? Come on. You have no soul. That's why I was in this room. I don't know. I've taken four showers since I was in this room on Tuesday. I still can't get clean. What the hell's wrong with you people? It's time to purge. And here's the other thing. If you can't purge, call Liberty Real Estate Services in South Florida because uh, I have commission to uh, make. I have to pay for my kids to go to private school because I can't send them to these what you've turned into these, these socialist mills we call public schools. It's ridiculous on all fronts. All right, so now i got to do something. i got a little instruction sheet here because podcasts are different than shows. So um, shows... Uh, run on commercials podcasts you can be a little more direct with your opinion which is why they felt i was tailor-made for it because my opinion doesn't float for everybody um however if you want to be a supporter if you have a product we're going to start doing commercials on the podcast i'm going to read what your product is but here's the other thing if you're a scam artist lawyer out there if you're a scam artist cheating people not telling them what disclosure is trying to tell them how to stay in houses for foreclose for five years don't call me understand i don't want nothing to do with you if you've got a product that's actually good, then I'll talk about it, and if it works, uh, we'll even work out some sort of advertisement benefit. If you've got a place, you're a capitalist, and uh, you're principled, give us a call. We'll talk about the place. We'll get it out there because uh, we're having a lot of views. I think it's going pretty well. We get a few calls every day, a couple anyway, um, and things are going good. So if you want to be a part of the show, you can send an email um, to Marcus Brown here at the studio. He's the guy who really, this was his brainstorm. He's the one who gave me the opportunity, of which I'm still very thankful at AM560. Um, there's also Paula. Her last name escapes me. She's at AM560. She's the sales manager. Or you can send one to me, and my email is Sean, S-H-A-U-N, at capitalistunion.com. How do you like that? Look at the guys in there looking at me. Yes, because uh, here's an idea I had. We'll close out with this idea. See, here's this is the beauty of capitalism. You always can come up with an idea. You don't really, and, and, and kind of when you're fat and lazy and you sit back knowing you got something coming in, you can't stop producing ideas. So I had an idea that capitalists, small businesses, entrepreneurs could come together in a real union. Not a union that price fixed uh, labor costs or a union that paid off politicians, but a uniting of capitalists. So I came up with this idea when Barack Obama became the nominee, if you can believe it, because I was, I did read the books he, he wrote. And I knew he was a socialist. So I thought, man, it would be nice if the capitalists formed a union. So I bought the um, domain name Capitalist Union. I even laid a chunk of money out that almost got me divorced when my wife found out it wasn't going to make money. And I created something called the Capitalist Union. And I had this idea that capitalists could unite and that we would know that, hey, if I want to buy a car, I'll go buy it from this guy because he's a capitalist. He's not a socialist. He doesn't want to take money from me and benefit special interests. I thought that if we did this, maybe we could carve out a little niche for capitalists and for people who loved liberty. And uh, 
I didn't have the money to fund it all the way because I do have kids and a wife and responsibilities, and I have to work three jobs. Um, so it just kind of went by the wayside. But I kept the domain name, and it's Sean at CapitalistUnion.com. Give me an email. If you have an idea, if you have a subject, if you want to present a bill or you're somebody who's important to you, a politician who you think fits the ideals of freedom and liberty and capitalism, um, give me a call. We'll do some due diligence, and we'll see if we can get them on the uh, podcast. In the meantime, I will be back Sunday night, 8 to 9, on these airwaves, 560 AM terrestrial, where I can't swear. It's harder than you think. And um, next Tuesday and Wednesday, we will do the podcast, the Liberty Hour podcast. I have had a great time. I want to thank you so much for listening and tuning in, and even to the guy who made fun of my uh, sweater. Thank you very much. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.